1: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Hour three of the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Jeff Parle's with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. Jeff's firing in-game baseball bets. It's good night. It's good night. Wizards covered against the Milwaukee Bucks. I would have appreciated oh, Jeff's laughing about a throw oh into center God. field. <laughs> wow. I just I want to sit at home. I want to I want to I want to study Jeff one night watching baseball. He man, you are you are a baseball savant. Oh, you know, I don't you know everyone that. and I want to see you with a studio a setup like this and uh, you just taking it all in.
4: Here here's what I'll tell you and I, and Chris can attest to this too because uh Last year pre pandemic, uh when I was hosting Market Watch on the network while it was uh while it was still a show here, uh I would go after the shows, sit in the sports book, and with our with uh my buddy Todd Wishnev, who Chris knows, and it would basically be uh a, a, a louder version of, of what I give on the show because I can say things out in the book that I can't say on the air. But um sure. uh, but yeah, no, it's uh that's one thing uh, now that we're getting closer to being at the back end of uh, of this crisis with, with COVID uh, that uh, I'm, you may get that opportunity sooner rather than later.
2: Too. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that day. Uh, but I'll have to settle for you being my co-host uh, <laughs> on, a, on a handful of nights, which lead to no-hitters. John Means threw a no-hitter today and uh, leads to bad beats in extra innings yes. for totals because those two things happen every time Jeff Parle shows up. For the nightcap, uh five to five, bottom eleven men on first and second. Anthony Rizzo at the plate for the Chicago Cubs. And Mr. Parles over here has plus one forty eight in game. And oh he got a piece. Falled it off, staying alive. Uh Toronto leading Oakland now six to three. A little bet regret from Mr. Parles as uh, he liked Toronto in game. What were you saying? You could have got plus money. Plus money in a uh in a three two game with a runner at second.
4: So uh, now it's seven to three Toronto and they're still hitting in the top of the eighth inning five runs home.
2: Shohei Otani did not give up a run, exited the game after five innings tonight for the Angels. However, Tampa Bay has scored three runs off the Angels bullpen, and they just scored it in the top of the seventh and they have a three to one lead Otani tonight, five innings, one hit, seven strikeouts, six walks. For Shohei Ohtani and uh, Anthony Rizzo still staying alive there for your bet there. So Shohei Ohtani his ERA lowers to one point six seven or excuse me two point four one. I beg your pardon. And uh, oh yeah he has nine homers on the year. Yeah, that guy's pretty
4: good. But that Angel bullpen is just a disaster. It was Javi, it was Javi Guerra or excuse me Junior Guerra. Uh, surprised both, either of those guys are still in baseball. Junior Guerra. Uh, who gave up the ghost. Brendan Lau with three-run homer is the difference, in now one now, three to one. Tampa,
2: they just made their final out of the top of the seven. So that's a stretch time in Anaheim. Uh, looking over back to the uh, NBA slate, Chris Andrews is going to join us here momentarily uh, to take a look at the NFC division odds that dropped today at the South Point. Final game of the evening goes to Denver. They cover with ease. They win that game against New York going away. 113 97 Utah hammering San Antonio as San Antonio gotta watch out. Tough schedule. Uh only what a game and a half now up on New Orleans. Um, it's not gonna be a cakewalk for San Antonio into the postseason. And uh, you know, as we Americans, we we hope the San Antonio Spurs don't make it to the playoffs <laughs> because we need we need Greg Popovich fully invested in the Olympics. You know, he's he's coach of team USA this year. We we can't have them uh, making the playoffs, but uh, Utah won today 126 94 covered the seven with Ooh. ease uh Milwaukee covered didn't get the uh, got the win did not get the cover excuse me I misspoke there uh Milwaukee wins 135 134 Garrison uh Matthews half court heave and there you go there we is there winner, we go winner Chicken Look at that! Look for at Mr. that! For Mr. Parles. Look at that! Anthony Interru-
4: Rizzo. Ruth, in the in the middle of in the middle of your thought, we're, we're on a good roll of that today, by the way. But a good winner there. Uh, Cubs winning on a Rizzo walk-off hit, six-five.
2: Like Babe Ruth, man. He was up. He's dude. out of there. He's way out now. <laughs> Jeff Parles, you know, pointing up at the screen. This game's this game's not ending. In the eleventh. Oh, it ended in the eleventh. And on the side I wanted. On the it, side <laughs> you won. A little in-game winner. A little plus 148 in his pocket as the Cubs beat the Dodgers in 11, 6-5. Chris Andrews joins us right now. We keep it rolling. Hour 3 of the nightcap live from the Circus Sportsbook. A richer man to my left. That is Jeff Parles. Plus 148 in the win column. In game on the Cubs in the 11th. Down five to four, no problem. Anthony Rizzo, he is your hero tonight. He comes through with a game winning hit as the Cubs win in extra innings. In 11, six to five, uh, the over goes well over. Uh, even though it was under through nine, uh, the Cubs end up getting the win. And Jock Peterson is slightly off the hook here. Very much off the hook, I would say. That was. Uh... The bat flip on a sacrifice
4: flight, it didn't even get to the warning track.
2: Yes, that is uh that is the case. But uh the Cubs get the win against the uh the Dodgers and they are Dodgers are now what seventeen and fifteen?
4: Yeah, seventeen and fifteen. Uh good for third place in the NL West, as they're all chasing as we expected, the San Francisco Giants
2: right now. let's bring in Chris Andrews. I know a big baseball guy at Andrew Sports on Twitter, sportsbook director at the South Point, always one of our favorites to talk to. And Chris, before we get to the uh, the odds that dropped today for the NFL, uh, you know what are you guys doing with the Dodgers? Because it's only 32 games in, uh, but this is a team that is the defending World Series champs, historically high win total. All they did this offseason was. Enhance their roster by bringing in the reigning NL Cy Young winner and Trevor Bauer, but at what point do you start ticking those futures odds back? Because you know the people are going to be there to to fire away, thinking they're getting the Dodgers on sale.
5: Well, we've been slightly raising them. Uh, I don't want to say from the start, but you know, the last couple of days certainly, we've raised them. Uh, you know, we we do pretty good on them to win the World Series. Not so great on them to win the National League. But I don't want to get carried away. A couple years ago, when uh, they wound up winning the World Series, that, or winning the, the pennant, I had jacked them up a little too far, if you remember, they hadn't played very well. And, uh, you yeah, know, I got caught a little bit. So I don't want to go too crazy. I mean, listen, it's baseball. We all know 162 games, and here we are. Uh, you know, we're in the first week of May, so we, we can't exactly go crazy. And, you know, I mean, I mean you know, come on, Kershaw gives up seven in the first uh, year or whatever he did yesterday. I mean, I don't see that happening very often. So I think they'll get straightened out a little bit. But you mentioned the Giants. I don't think anybody saw this coming. But, no. they're, you know, they're playing pretty good ball. And we knew the Padres was going to be good. You know, and they're playing some pretty good ball too. So we've got a long way to go. I don't want to go crazy over the Dodgers because, you know, baseball is one of those sports, one of the few sports where uh, cream really does tend to rise to the, to the top.
2: Yeah, there's there's no doubt. You know, last year being the outlier with just a 60 game uh, season, as we talked to Chris yeah. Andrews. Uh, and today it was a uh, a beautiful tweet that I saw from Chris Andrews, taking a a nice picture of a, a sheet with NFL odds. The draft is in the rearview mirror, and uh, we've got odds to bet on for divisions at the South Point as we speak. Got to start with the Packers right now, minus a dollar fifty favorite to win the NFC North. Uh, have you seen action come in on the Vikings and Bears? And and I guess we'll start with this, Chris. How difficult was it to set that price, knowing the uncertainty of their MVP quarterback, Aaron Rodgers?
5: Well, you know, it was uh, because, you know, listen, I'm like anybody else. I don't know what the heck to believe. To tell you the
6: <laughs>
5: truth. I mean, but right now, if, if he is in the lineup, then they are clearly the best. Now, I looked around. I saw some other prices uh, we're we're at $1.50. I saw it a lot higher in other spots. So I, I kind of shaded it low a little bit. And I, I'm not in good shape with the, uh, Bowl or the conference on the Vikings. So I tried to keep them actually a little low too. So I don't think, um, I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody's going to bet me green Bay until they actually decide what they're going to do with Rodgers. But I do think some money is going to show on Minnesota eventually. And,
6: uh,
5: you know, uh, I think it's going to be tough, though. Uh, we'll see what happens because if they do lose Rodgers, you know, we, we don't know how, how good love is. And uh, you know, they may get a quarterback in a trade. You never know what would happen. Um, but that, let's not forget, that still is a really good lineup besides Rodgers. But obviously they would lose an awful lot uh, if he were to go somewhere else.
4: Chris, uh, dig, staying in the NFC, we'll go to the West. Uh, you guys opened the Niners as the favorite uh, over the Rams right now with Niners 2 to 1, Rams plus 220 at your shop. Just uh, what, what, what it, went into the thought process on making the Niners the favorite?
5: Well, it's close. I got 220 against $2. So, I mean, it's almost uh, evenly split between the two. Uh, you know, I always like Matthew Stafford. I think he's a real good player, and I like the coaching staff for the Rams. But, in you know, honestly, i got a lot of respect for the Niners, and I know they had just an inordinate amount of injuries last year. I don't expect that to repeat itself this year. Uh, I, I really think the Niners are the team to beat in that uh, division, but only by a little bit. It's not like I made them odds on or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, I just made them a slight favorite over
2: the Rams. We're talking to Chris Andrews, so, uh, S- South Point. Uh, Sportsbook director. Always great to chat uh, with Chris. As the uh, the odds to win the di- and the divisions uh, in the NFL are out uh, over there uh, at the South Point. Now, which was which division, Chris? And maybe it was the NFC West that you just spoke of. Which was the hardest one for you guys to put the proper odds out, uh, just because of uh, you know uh, the closeness and 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 ultimately w- w- which led to the most. Uh, discussion uh, in this at the South Point.
5: Well, I'd say probably the NFC East. Um, now the NFC West, I think, is really well balanced with really good teams. Even the Cardinals, uh, who barely got a mention here, but you know the Seahawks also have been, you know, sort of right there, really for you know almost a decade. You know, ever since Russell Wilson's been in there, so that was all pretty well balanced. Now the NFC, uh, the NFC East. Is one of those I don't know what the heck to believe because <laughs> you, you, we hear so much, we hear so much crap about the Cowboys. Virtually every single year of my entire adult life, and uh, I don't know what's true and what isn't. I, you know, and then you got Fitzpatrick going to Washington, who I really like, but the guy's never even made the playoffs. So I mean, you know, that's not exactly a slam dunk. Uh, you know, I like some of the things I've seen out of the Giants. There's a lot of stuff I don't like out of the Eagles, but you know, because of the rest of the division is, I think, relatively weak. I don't want—I didn't want to give too high of a price on the Eagles either, because you know, we, we mentioned how um, you know, baseball—the cream rises to the top—that doesn't really happen all the time in football. You're talking about one or two games. You know, one or two games. A team goes from seven to nine. Where the coach might be getting fired to nine and seven, and you're in the playoffs. I mean, it could be two one-score games very easily. Just the you know, the game is just sitting right there and falls either way. So I don't want to go too far there, but that's out of like a lack of respect for all the teams. Whereas the NFC West, I had quite a quite a bit of respect for all the teams involved.
4: Chris, is there a team that you ex that that's, that's not the favorite in their division? Other than those NFC North teams because of the uh, the uncertainty of Rodgers, did you expect people to come in and, and bet you on?
5: I think the Chargers will get some money. Um, you know, they lost so many one-score games last year. And, you know, you know, Jeff, you've been around Gil for a long time, and me too. <laughs> you know, we never thought much of Anthony Lynn as, nope. a, as a head coach. You know, so, I mean, I think they stand to – just, you know, a few scores here and there. I mean, they blew so many games late and then they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round. And I thought that was really a smart move because, you know, I you know, listen. I don't know if Justin Herbert is as good as he showed last year. I think he might be. And if you give this kid some protection, that's one of the things that they, everybody talks about getting weapons for a quarterback. Well, that's great. They better keep him standing up. And I think they made a real good draft choice, bringing in, in a left tackle. Uh, and also with a additional, uh, protection around Herbert and what has to be an improved coaching staff. I think, and plus our proximity to Southern California. I think the Chargers are a live team. I don't know if they're good enough to beat Kansas City, but with the price, I think they might be worth a shot. And I think we'll get some uh, Charger play, uh, you know. And uh, there's some there's some devout Charger fans out there from their years in San Diego and even now in LA. So. I think we'll get some money
2: there. What do you think about the AFC East? We know Buffalo's on the rise, tremendous year last year. But New England, the offseason that they had spending money like we've never seen, and it's still Belichick. And then you look at the Dolphins, uh, a team that went 10-6 and six last year. Uh, you draft Jalen Waddell. Uh, they have four picks in the top 42. So there's some real buzz out there for the Dolphins. Do you think you'll get some uh, Dolphins and Patriots play in the AFC East?
5: Yeah, I do, and I think Buffalo might come back to the pack a little bit this year. Um, you know, I really liked them an awful lot last year. Matter of fact, I bet them to win the Super Bowl. You know, I thought they were—I thought they had a big chance to get there and even win. Uh, obviously, they got close, and they—they're pretty good. I took a pretty good price on them, but uh, I think—I think, I think they come back a little bit to the pack. I think really the mystery team is New England.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you know, the quarterback situation is you know, could be really good, and it could be not very good. You know, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, I think Miami, you know, had a lot of draft capital. It's always I, – I hate judging drafts uh, as a whole. I mean, I like to look at individual players. But judging a draft as a whole, I think, is really hard to do and kind of really uh, a fool's errand at this point right Right after the draft. But they had a lot of draft capital. And the Jets are another team where, you know – I mean, Sam Darnold, I think, really had some – a horrible, horrible coaching. They got in a new staff that I think is pretty good, and uh, you know we could see them improve. They had some draft capital as well, so I think they could improve. I don't know if they're good enough to win that division though. But I think the other three teams all have a pretty good chance of winning that. And you know, Buffalo plays up to last year's uh, level, then yeah, it'll be a cakewalk for them. But I'm not sure that's going to be the case.
4: Chris, how difficult was it for you to make a number on New Orleans with all of the question marks going in uh, to their season, especially we assume Jameis Winston is going to be the starter for them. But knowing how uh, how that coaching staff has utilized Taysom Hill, that brings a lot of questions for what New Orleans is going to be going into the season and obviously throughout it.
5: Yeah, you know, that, that was a tough one because, you know, that's an, and everybody's really kind of handing – you know, Tampa, the the division, and maybe even the conference, but, you know, they, they were awful lucky injury wise last year. And I know they kind of gelled and they, that, which made a lot of sense because, you know, you brought in Brady and we didn't have like your typical off season. And even as the season went underway, you see the team get better, better. So I have a lot of respect for Tampa, but again, they, they played awful lucky now, new Orleans. You know, I don't, I don't know what to think about Jameis Winston, to be honest with you. But I do think Peyton's a really good coach. And listen, I'm not very popular with this opinion, but I think Peyton kind of made Drew Brees as good as he is. I always thought Brees may be a tad overrated. And I'm sorry, I'm probably going to get a lot of crap saying oh that, but that is my belief. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know New Orleans people are probably looking to march on the South Point as we speak. <laughs> uh, but I think that uh, I think Peyton. Has a chance to really develop Jameis Winston, the kid who I think had a. He definitely has a lot of talent. He just made a lot of, a lot of dumb mistakes, and I think with good coaching, he could improve because he he has the tools. And I think you know maybe sitting a year behind Brees and getting that good coaching under his belt, and and there's there's a lot of good players on that team. you know once we look past quarterback, so I think New Orleans really is very very viable in that, in that. Uh, division. And, uh, you know, Atlanta needs a lot of help, but, uh, you know, Rule, the coach for uh, Carolina, I think he's a really good coach. And I, I don't know if he can move that team up into contention or not. He may need another year or two. I kind of think he does. But uh, but it, it, it wouldn't shock me that much because I do have a lot of respect for him as a coach.
2: Yeah, Joe Brady, too, there, the offensive coordinator, certainly worked wonders uh, in his one year as a play caller with LSU that led to. A offensive coordinator position in the NFL. We're chatting with Chris Andrews. South Point Sportsbook dropped today uh, at Andrews Sports is where you can see it, and uh, you can go bet it right now at the South Point. Uh, their NFC, uh, excuse me, their their division odds. Um, you mentioned the draft, and I'm curious as an odds maker because I, I got asked this a couple times this week, uh, just doing you know random radio interviews. You know how much do the books adjust to draft results when you look at Dropping these division odds, Chris. I'm sure you had numbers in your mind prior to the draft. Uh, do you, how much do you, if any, tweak the odds for particular teams because of, of their draft?
5: Almost none. Uh, like I said, I looked at some things like some draft capital, mm-hmm. which I mentioned. I thought uh, the, uh, uh, the Dolphins had a lot of draft capital. I thought the Jets did too, but they had a much, much further way to go. So I really look more at trades to uh, affect my power ratings more than the draft itself. And like I said, going into the draft, you do have kind of an idea of, you know, what, what kind. And like I said, I don't want to grade drafts. I do think that's a fool's errand. But I think you, you look at somewhat of, uh, you know, what do they have going for them as far as the number of choices and, and you know, a little bit of their history and that sort of thing. So I let, uh, that that goes before the draft itself, and so like when the draft, when they actually make their selections, I don't let that affect me hardly at
2: all. He is Chris Andrews, and we always love uh, chatting with him at Andrews Sports on Twitter. Is where you can find him, and you can find him also at the South Point. Chris, as always, appreciate the time.
5: Hey, I want to thank you guys, but I'm you know I had to step away. I'm in a big poker game with a couple of friends of Veasan as we speak. Dick Bogdanovich, Richie Bachelary, a couple other guys. So uh, they're they're kind enough to not deal any hands while I'm talking to you guys. Well, we so got a nice big pot going, and I'm going to jump back
2: in, boys. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. <laughs> Step it away. All right, let's win some money there, Chris. There he is. <laughs> okay. Live from right, a, live from a poker game. It is Chris Andrews. We appreciate his insight <laughs> all right, all right, uh, as right, always. Uh, there he is, Chris Andrews. I want an invite
4: to that poker. That sounds like a great time.
2: I think you need to be a sports book director.
4: Ah, uh, I, I, I think. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah.
2: You're dropping. <laughs> you're you're getting in-game uh, Cubs bets. You're you're predicting the future here, calling it. So. Wow. I mean, I would call that a treat. Yeah, I would agree. Treats and beats. That's coming up next right here on the Nightcap.
3: don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
2: It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Thanks again to Chris Andrews. Stepping away from a poker. I mean, that's dedication. Stepping away from a poker game to uh, to chat with us for a couple minutes there. So we appreciate that, uh, as always. Always love talking to Chrissy Andrews. And it's time for Treats and Beats. And, um, you know, Jeff, before we jump into the beats of totals in baseball and the treat of your in-game play, <laughs> I-, I do want to bring up something um, in the – Capitals-Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Now, what's going to get the most buzz about this game of the fights, right? We had six fights in the first period. Uh, it was six in the first four and a half minutes. Right, four and a half. Yeah, it was, un, I mean, the uh, the the penalty boxes were packed like sardines. <laughs> uh, but once they started playing hockey, the Capitals won this game 4-2. to two. And TJ Oshie finished with a hat trick. TJ Oshie's father passed away they announced the passing of his father on Tuesday. Uh, and he always called him Coach, Coach Oshi. So, um, you know, yeah, we don't get sentimental on this show very often, but uh, really a great moment there. You know, a night after announcing the passing of his father, uh, you could see TJ Oshi very emotional on the bench uh, in the Capitals 4-2 win, a hat trick for TJ Oshie. Uh, There was a late goal by the Rangers that made it a push on the total. It was 4-1. When Oshie scored that empty netter, and uh, the Rangers do get a late goal, so I believe it opened in some spats five and a half juice to the over pretty heavily. Um, so if you had the under, that was a that's a tough one. But uh, yeah, uh, a, a great moment there uh, for T.J. Oshie uh, to uh, to honor his father, uh, getting the uh, the hat trick tonight. All right, take it away, Mr. Parles. You bring the bad beats to extra innings to this show. I mean, it is, well, also, it is every single thing. Well, and you also bring no hitter. I was
4: going to say, we got to start with the positive on That's this. Right.
2: Of, uh, of John
4: Means was legitimately one wild pitch away from a perfecto. Yeah, uh, It, w- it would have been the same site that the last perfect game was at with King Felix doing it to Tampa eight years ago. But John Means, a no hitter, faced the minimum. Orioles cash is a plus money uh for for a good chunk of day, closed, I think, minus one oh two at most spots. So a good win for Baltimore. I mean on your uh, treat. Go ahead.
2: This is uh this is the earliest we have had three no hitters in a season. Now, you could say there's four. I say there's four. There's Madison four. Government. There's, there's four. four. But technically, there's only three. This is the earliest since nineteen sixty-nine. We had three no-hitters by May first in sixty-nine. Bill Stoneman, Jim Maloney, Don Wilson. And later on in that season, Jim Palmer would go on to uh, throw a no-hitter. Ken Holtzman would throw a no-hitter. Bob Moose six no-hitters. Moose. in 1969. Over under six. Push. Ooh. Push. Is
4: that a cop out? No. Oh, that's well six that count. It would be over if the, with the Bumgarner one. You see, you well, you'll say you predict we see three more, three more nine, nine inning no hitters. Yes. All right. I, look, hitters are are struggling that badly so far this year. They're so either hitting be, homers or striking. Yeah, out. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being more than that. Uh, beats though, beats though, Tim. It's a it's a tradition unlike any other when I'm hosting with you on this program <laughs> that usually there's at least one ridiculous total beat. Tonight there were a pair of ridiculous total beats. Uh, the the Dodger Cub one, which it was a low total, was seven and a half. It got to extras three to three. The only way you get out of that with the under is if it ends up 4-3, which it got there, got mm-hmm. the 4-3 Dodgers, and then Kenley Jansen gave up a sacrifice fly on an epic bat flip by Jack Peterson, and you're a loser there. The more ridiculous one was in Boston, though, because it featured the worst team in baseball, the Detroit Tigers, at the Red Sox. Total was nine. Got It was 1-1 through five. It was 3-3 heading to extras, and Candelario hits a three-run homer. It's six three. All right, we could still push, even though it would be a ridiculous push at nine yep. with the scoreless inning at the bottom of the tenth. But come on now, the Tigers bullpen. Not there happening. is no way that was happening. Boston scores four. Total goes over nine. A nice cashier if you had the over and uh, even money at nine. But again, it, it it is every show I've done with you. There has been at least one ridiculous total beat because of the extra inning rules. Tonight we got two, which is a uh, which is not fun if you had those unders and. What do we keep saying, Tim? Don't, Don't bet do the full game under. If you like the under, bet the first five. And you know what? If it goes under in the full game and doesn't go under in the first five, you're like, well, what are you
2: going to do? Quick treat for me. Wizards. Buff. Yes. First half. Took the two with the Wizards. Bradley Beal. Buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. Ties the game 71-71. Winner, winner. And then Bradley Beal in the fourth quarter. Down four. It's a big three. 135-134. Bucks win. Wizards cover. Winner, winner. Like it. Like the way Bradley Beal hooking me up tonight with 42 points. It is the nightcap. Live from Circa here on VC.
6: If you dare. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
7: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's ang dot or download the app today.
2: The NHL and NBA playoff races are in high gear, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges as the regular season winds down. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst. Donathan Von Tobel has all the Hoops insights. Every night, they are looking at the teams who are tanking. Which squads are playing to save their season to find the best bets on the board. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you the tools to make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com, our daily members-only best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event in Point Spread Weekly. Now's the time to cash in on the push to the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. vcin.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on Vsin and we have a couple baseball games uh, winding down, but it is uh, a night that has pretty much been all settled. Uh, Basketball has been done here for a little bit. The nightcap games weren't that great. Um, but we do still do have Angels and Rays. Shohei Otani, seven strikeouts, six walks, no runs, five innings of work, ERA down to two four-one. And uh the Rays were able to score three in the top of the seventh. They lead three one, but A's are thre- or excuse me, Angels are threatening here. And the uh Blue Jays, the bet regret of the night for yeah. uh for Mr. Parles, uh they lead nine to four in the top of the ninth against the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, uh the uh... Just
4: had another comically bad throw in the Angels uh rays game that resulted in no one moving up, which I don't quite understand how that happened. Uh, but yeah, no, the Angels are threatening here and they're trying to not waste uh again, Otani, the one thing that's been the case with Otani starts is that he is, just has control problems. Yeah. Uh six more walks tonight and he didn't give up any runs because his stuff is dominant. No one's really putting the ball in play on him. It but that is the one thing at least in these Otani starts that you have to be aware of. He is overpriced, Tim. You're paying about I would say about a 15-20 cent premium on the Angels when Otani's on the mound, which I don't think he's quite earned yet as a pitcher.
2: Yeah, looking at uh you could have cashed on a first five, which actually there was support in the marketplace for the Rays. Right.
4: This was one of those weird nights where the Rays saw a bunch of action. Minus
2: 112, the Angels went off first five, which would have cashed. But if you went full game, uh, it looks like well, a lot of ways to we'll go. Give a but, shot. Uh, still uh, 108 is uh, what the Angels went off, 102 here at Circa. Uh, I want to go back. I'm going to throw a couple things your way real quick. John Means throws a no-hitter. Uh, anytime Jeff shows up, no-hitters happen. <laughs> Joe Musgrove, April 9th. Carlos Rodon, I wasn't here for that one. You were filling in for me. Yep. No hitter. John Means today earlier, but uh, gets it done. Incredible performance by John Means. Twelve strikeouts, uh, almost a perfect game. And Baltimore on the road. I actually saw a handful of people uh, on Twitter because Twitter's never wrong with uh, with picks. Uh, but no, I give them credit. They were they were all in on John Means pitching. This opened a pick 'em. And uh, closed Seattle a slight favor. Could have got some plus money on the Orioles in Seattle today. They win six nothing. John Means was tremendous. And and here per Baseball Reference, uh, game scores of 99 in the last 25 years. These are the pitchers, and John Means joins that group. Pretty exclusive fraternity there of just seven. Uh, excuse me, 14 pitchers. Kerry Woods game against uh, against the Astros. Man, that was so nasty. Twenty strikeouts. Roger Clemens. Uh, I forget. I think it's the Max Scherzer. Is that the no hitter he had against the? I think that was the Met Mets? one. Actually, yeah.
4: it's funny. The the all those names. Uh, obviously, Hideo Nomo had uh, had a great stretch where he was really really good for a few years. The only name that doesn't really fit is Brandon Morrow. But Brandon Morrow's one might have been the best of all of them, where he didn't give up a hit until batter twenty seven, and what would have been. A perfect game, but, I mean, there's some of those performances. Kane's perfect game was was outrageous. Uh, uh, Verlander, i got to imagine it's one of those no-hitters that he threw. And, John Means today, I, again, I thought, uh, I, I was texting with our producer Aaron Oster earlier in the day, I thought that this was the best no-hitter that we've seen so far of the three, that we've seen so far of the full game no-hitters, not counting Buster. Yeah,
2: it was... Uh... It was, I mean, Musgrove was pretty 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 spectacular, too. too. I mean, Rodon had a couple walks in there. Um, Yeah, it's it's six half dozen the other. Both were tremendous. Means was incredible today, 12 strikeouts. Uh, The past couple nights, we've been talking about who will make the playoff odds at DraftKings. And I'm curious, a team that you really like, it's funny, we were talking off air, and you are not high on a team that... Uh, both I and Dan Helley were high on, and, and maybe it's a sucker play. I, I think the Dolphins this year are going to be similar, not to the level of what the Bucks were last year, uh, or the Browns the year before. Bucks exceeded expectations, won the Super Bowl. Browns obviously fell flat on their face. At a plus price, I, I find it, you know, uh, in, I'm intrigued at plus 130 for the Dolphins to make the postseason 17 games. I like their crossover situation, but what team are you a bit bullish on right now uh, to make the postseason? Who would have missed the post On these numbers, yeah.
4: there's two. One on the to make side is the LA Chargers, where at some point, all those close games they have lost over the last few years.
2: Seven games last the, year by the, eight or less.
4: The, granted, you had that one year, the, the year where they made the divisional round, went 12 and 4. They won all those close games that year. And then the last two years. Like you said, seven games that they lose in tight fashion a year ago. Uh, very good young quarterback in Justin Herbert, or at least a quarterback we think is really good uh, with a very impressive rookie season. I love their draft. Picking Slater at 13 was very necessary for them. And Asante Samuel oh, Jr., yeah. not quite the same as Gerald James falling into their lap. But pretty darn close. But a in that starter, regard. most more yeah, more likely ab- than not. Absolutely, and
2: and I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of draft analysts. I think it's uh, I think uh, Zerline loves Chris Rumpf the second. Yeah, linebacker out of Duke, fourth the, round pick, could be a guy that contributes. Looking at the
4: Chargers' cross games, look they uh, they Minnesota. do Minnesota. They, they do have to go to they have to play the a, the AFC North, yep. which they get lucky in that where. They get at Cincinnati, which will be an easier game. They do have to go to Baltimore, which isn't great. But if the uh, NFC East, they have the NFC East which isn't bad, oh, and by the way, that one single game against the AFC South is a game against Houston, which is a very nice draw for them. And their 17th game
2: is home against Minnesota.
4: Yeah, which would be, be worse. Look, look, they could have gotten the Packers, but they're right. much better for them that they got Minnesota. Uh, so... I'm bullish on on the Chargers. They feel like a team that will be better. And then I'll save a little bit more of the discussion for the next segment, Tim. Ooh, but but there is a division favorite that I like the no price.
1: So
2: there Bro. you go. Is See, it, I'll, I'll save pro. I'll save it for you, there. everyone. Yeah. Like like uh, like Mike Greenberg. With that, <laughs> that, that tease right there. So we got Jeff telling us which team, which division favorite you like to miss the playoffs? Don't go anywhere. It's the Nightcap. You're on Visa. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Wrapping things up, it is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Who do you think it's gonna be? Huh? What do you think? <laughs> A tease, man. Woo! It's gotta be all tingly. Um Jeff Parles, Tim Murray with you. And I am very curious. I have my guess. Mm-hmm. But which team in the AFC, which division favorite do you think will miss the postseason? Now,
4: Tim, if I deadpanned and said Kansas City, that would really be fun. But I'm not, be. Gonna, I'm not going to do that. Plus
2: 625, I'm not gonna the do, Chiefs. I'm not
4: going to do that because they're so much better than everybody else. So the other three division favorites actually pretty, have pretty similar no options, actually, on the board here. Uh, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Buffalo are the respective division favorites at DraftKings. Uh, to me, it's Indianapolis. That's the team that I would like of that crop to be on the no side, especially if you're going to give me north of $2, just because are we sure Carson Wentz is still a competent NFL starter or even a competent NFL quarterback at this point? And what we saw in Philadelphia last year was bad. It was really bad last year from Carson Wentz. And Indianapolis a year ago would would not have made the playoffs in the old format. They were the seven seed. They would have missed even though they won double-digit games a year ago. And even though it was an ancient Philip Rivers last year, they're downgrading a quarterback from what I saw at Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. So to me, this is solely a bet against Carson Wentz regaining his form, which I don't think he will. The big concern that I have with that bet, though, is the Titans seem like a team that might be in for regress, and they have to play a first-place schedule, so a little bit of concern there. But... Uh, If you're going to give me over uh, a $2 on Indianapolis to miss the playoffs, I'm going to take that, Tim.
2: Earlier in the show. (laughs) I know where this is going. Jeff talks poorly of Andy Dalton. (laughs) And now Carson Wentz, anti-ginger. It's okay. I mean, you know, we band together as brothers uh, here. (laughs) Uh, I'll give you one. um, And I I wish the price was a little higher. Mm Mm-hmm to make the playoffs, and I I might take a flyer because every year, what do we always talk about? Always on radio. We'll do it here, I'm sure. Who's going to be the worst of first team? It happens almost every single year in the NFL. And I know who they have to jump past in order to get to first, but Atlanta is a team Ooh. that I am fascinated by. Um, they were 4-12 last year. They fired Dan Quinn, similar to what we talked about with Anthony Lynn, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn gone, you bring in Slater, upgrade, we believe. We think. Head Similar to Atlanta. Everybody speaks so highly of Arthur Smith who comes in and how he coordinated uh, with Tennessee. They're plus 225 to make the playoffs. The Atlanta Falcons are uh, coming out of the NFC South. Speaking of schedule, AFC East crossover, not easy. They get the NFC East the entire Division does. But when you're talking about playoffs, just talk about the entirety of the schedule. At San Francisco, don't like that. 17th game, Jeff? At Jacksonville. Like that. Good good cross. Crossover at the NFC North. Detroit, worst team in the NFC North. Great cross. So, a team that lost seven games by seven points or less last year. Kyle Pitts immediately is an upgrade to that offense. Will they keep Julio Jones? That's a... Big, big question because they are in salary cap hell, and he would very much help alleviate that. And Steve Weiss yesterday on the show believed that if they get the right offer in in training camp, he could be gone. Um, but I, I, like, I like the Falcons. I'm bullish on them. Uh, and, and you bring in a competent coach, an offensive-minded coach, and maybe he helps revitalize the career of Matt Ryan. They clearly, Jeff, they signaled to me we believe in Matt Ryan because we're not drafting a quarterback here at four, and we're not trading down. Oh, yeah, we yeah. want a weapon. We want a guy that is a mismatch nightmare. That's Kyle Pitts. 12 touchdowns and 43 receptions last year. He is a red zone monster. And I'm intrigued by Kyle Pitts to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at 11 to one, and for them to make the playoffs at plus 225, to win the division at 8 to one, over seven and a half wins. I like the Falcons this year.
4: I don't. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Especially with that division, to win a division may be a stretch for yeah. me. But to make the playoffs at that plus two twenty five, when you're in a division where
2: Panthers are
4: rebuilding, I don't, I, I don't think Carolina is going to be any good. I'm with you. And New Orleans, we we don't know what New Orleans is going to be. This is the most uncertain uh, that we the uncertainty we've had with New Orleans in fifteen years, basically at this point. So. I, look, I, I don't disagree with that on Atlanta. Just looking at the other NFC ones, though, Tim, man, it's a shame that Washington doesn't have a better quarterback than Fitzmagic, and I like Fitzmagic, but that defense is so good. And they did not have much of anything offensively last year and still won, again, I know they were 7-9, but, but they still won a division and pushed Tampa basically as well as anyone did the entire postseason. Yep. I wish that again, that Washington had a better team, a uh, better quarterback in place. I kind of still like that plus
2: one fifty yeah. uh, to make the playoffs on Washington. Uh, I wish the odds the, at the, South Point we talked about, Jeff, were higher on the to win the division. I agree with that. Uh, they're the, plus two twenty five. I, I think they're right there with the Cowboys. The, the
4: one thing that, and we were talking about cross games. Washington might have the worst luck of anyone in all yeah. of football this year. With that addition of the 17th game, their reward for winning the NFC East is a trip to Buffalo, which is not going to be an easy game regardless of when that game is played.
2: And we played. find out a week from today when that game will be played. Yeah, by the way, I would
4: – if the schedule makers are smart, put that game on Monday night, please. Put that game in a single window. Fitzpatrick going back to Buffalo to take on the Bills after their best season in 20 I mean, you need to
2: years. You say Fitzpatrick's going back to you know he's I played know, for 14 but, teams. But, but
4: that was where Fitzpatrick got that huge contract, and that was the first time we saw the quote unquote Fitz magic. Though Tim, put that game on prime time. I I, I I'm I'm in on this Washington team. They're well coached. The defense is really good. They have good weapons. It's just a matter of can I mean, the quarterback I've, play not be? A, I've not made not my before.
2: sermon now on you know on this show. I on my guys today. Jamin Davis, back to back defensive rookie of the year in Washington. I I, I like that pick. A, a a linebacker in Ron Rivera, a linebacker in Jack Del Rio drafted, a linebacker at 19th. Luke Kuechly. Seemed to do all right down in Carolina under the tutelage. He was was pretty good. Thomas Davis seemed to do all right. Jamin Davis, he comes in, and you got that front four up there. You now have five first-round picks in the front seven for Washington. They're good. They're really
4: good. Look, again, I am concerned about the cross games. Oh, yeah. Because if Roger stays in Green Bay, then that's another one that turns into a a really difficult matchup because that game would be in Lambeau. and Look, uh, the only thing is, how much do we trust the Cowboys? Which, I don't really trust the Cowboys still. And then the other two teams, the Eagles are nowhere near ready yet to compete. I'm stunned to make the playoff odds are plus 260. I'm surprised it's that low. And then the Giants, it, it, it all, their whole team is based off of if Daniel Jones is good. And we've seen nothing through two years to really say Daniel Jones is a good NFL starting quarterback. And with all the weapons that they have, that they have around him, you would say, well, if we get just even average quarterback play, you have a pretty good offense. But I don't even know if Jones is capable of that, Tim.
2: Yeah, and uh, Dave Gettleman uh, completely uh, telegraphed them selecting Devontae Smith, and the Eagles said, hey, we'll just jump over you.
4: Yeah, and Dallas yeah. was like, oh, well, we're less concerned with the Eagles than we are you guys at this point. That's what that also showed me, too.
2: Uh, I want to just jump quickly. Tomorrow night's going to be fun. Yes, uh, we is. have two 7 o'clock games, 7 o'clock Pacific, uh, games here. Uh it's always worth just watching uh, Steph Curry, and he's taking on uh, taking on Oklahoma City. Uh, looks like first number. There's an offshore shop at 14. There's uh, DraftKings at 13 and a half for Golden State tomorrow. And then we get Clippers Lakers. As we know, no LeBron, no Dennis Schroeder, but you've got this Lakers team uh, who played tremendous defense against Denver, getting seven and a half on the road. On the road, I mean, they're It's a home game. It's at Staples Center. Um, anything, either one of those spots, you can't, you just can't take points with Oklahoma City. I know they covered against Minnesota the other night. They they outscored the Timberwolves by eight in the fourth quarter to get the cover, Jeff. But I can't do it. You can't, nope. you can't take the points with Oklahoma nope. <laughs> City. Uh, maybe play some props on Steph Curry, see if he goes crazy in that one. Uh, but the Clippers laying seven and a half as well. Uh, those are the most intriguing games of the night. Actually, Brooklyn Dallas. Uh, that'll oh, be man. fun. That'll be a fun one. I think that's uh, part one of your TNT doubleheader tomorrow night. Is
4: Levine back for the
2: Bulls? He is. Okay. I yeah. was going to say, why is Chicago favored
4: at Charlotte? Unless tomorrow he's back.
2: back. So yeah, He's back tomorrow.
4: So, okay. I, I, I was going to say that's an absolute bet on Charlotte if he wasn't yeah. back. Now it's a little bit of a hesitation. I know it's a second of a back-to-back, but don't you want to take a crack at the Wizards' even money in Tampa against the Raptors? Yeah, man, coming off that long road trip for for Toronto, Tampa,
2: it's it's it is it's go time for for the Wizards. So uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Let's let's rock it. Let's go Wizards. Hey, there we go. That'll be our sweat before all we're in on tomorrow. the Wizards tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> quick look at the baseball slate. You've probably examined it yeah. one way or the other. Brandon Woodruff and Zach Wheeler early game tomorrow. Milwaukee Wrong. and Philly. Wrong team favored there. Wrong team is favored. Yeah, Milwaukee right now, minus 124 here at Circa, so you're going to take Phillies. I'll likely take Philly. I'll probably actually take Philly in the first
4: five, so I don't have to deal with that horrible bullpen. But uh, that's just one of those where people are betting against a four-game sweep because Philadelphia has taken the first three games of that series. Uh, The pitching matchups, Woodruff's really good. So maybe a slight, slight, slight advantage to Milwaukee, but Wheeler's been great so far at home. So... Uh, that's uh, that's a little bit of surprise. And I will say this, Tim. Uh, bring up another Washington team. If you're going to give me the Nats as a dog at home against Drew Smiley, I'm going to bet Washington. I know it hasn't looked pretty the last two days, but and I will John be Lester, Washington.
2: Start two for John Lester. He kind of flirted with fire, ended up getting out of his first start. And then uh, <laughs> we got Garrett Cole, massive favorite at home against Houston tomorrow, minus $1. ninety. I'm not betting it, but I will say I have
4: very much enjoyed the enthusiastic crowd in the Bronx the last few Very, very few times
2: you could say, Go Yankees. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Chris Miles. Thanks to Brad Biggs. Thanks to Chris Andrews. From Jeff Parles, I'm Tim Murray. This is the Nightcap. You're on Visa.
3: Zumo Play.